the biggest basketball coaching convention of. You work on your sports. Oh, are you What? You don't want them there? What is going on? Robin, are you okay? Robin Washington. Are your kids near you? What just happened? Husker Online. I took a lot of preparation to, to make this thing a, a flawless interview, and clearly I still can't avoid it. Robin Washington, Husker Online. Maybe it was aliens. Maybe it was a phenomenon that we can't explain. The Connor Happer Show on 1620 The Zone. Maybe it was aliens. Maybe it was a phenomenon that we cannot explain. Or maybe it was just good basketball that has gotten Nebraska into the place that they're in right now, set up for the NCAA tournament, and maybe playing for seeding down the stretch. Robin Washington of HuskerOnline.com joins us now on the 42 Degrees Source Hotline. Hi, Robin. What's happening? Robin, where are you? What are you doing? I'm in a coffee shop enjoying my latte and finishing up our weekly RSS live chat. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like it's a very uh, calm environment for a coffee shop. It seems a, bit, a little bit hectic over there. A little bustling, but... Not out of, not out of line. There's just some, some very candid conversations happening. What kind of uh, what kind of a latte? Give me the order. Uh, twenty ounce latte, extra shot, uh, no, no what? No flavor. No flavor. Yeah. So it's Maybe like the espresso flavor. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's good. I'm, I'm in on the like espresso. And vanilla and all that. No, nah, you don't need that junk. You don't. You don't need it. I, I don't okay. Nope. Uh, let's talk some hoops. As uh, Nebraska has now won four in a row, they've now won four conference games in a row by more than fifteen points, which is a which is a mark, uh, the first for Nebraska since nineteen eleven, nineteen twelve. I'm sure you remember a lot about that team. Um, my thing with them over the last couple weeks here is I, I think they've kind of separated themselves from from that middle of the pack, like the the almost bubble type of teams, the teams that would get into the NCAA tournament if the NCAA tournament was 96 teams. Um, I guess how have they gotten to this point where they're now comfortably ahead of that group? Well, the fact that they're winning, obviously, and the fact that they have multiple quad one wins, uh, but then the big uh, – X factor here is margin of victory, like you mentioned. The fact that they're not only riding a four-game win streak, but they've won four straight league games by 15 or more. When it comes to the net and the metrics and all that stuff, that carries so much weight and is oftentimes a, a significant separator with teams that, you know, on paper might have very similar resumes in terms of wins and quality of victories and all that sort of stuff. If you uh, have multiple games of 10 or more point wins, 15 or more, 20 or more, you're going to get rewarded for it. And so it's kind of created this new dilemma uh, for coaches where, like, you obviously want to maintain, like, an element of sportsmanship and respect for your opponent. But at the same time, you also want to pound your opponent, too, and, and be able to get those lopsided victories that, uh, like I say, really carry significant value um, when it comes to your, your postseason metrics. So that's that's been the difference for Nebraska over these last couple weeks. And yeah, they're winning, but they've been winning big, and they've been handsomely rewarded for it. Isn't that the reason why, like, isn't that also buried into the reason why their metrics aren't as as high as some of the other teams with, like, similar quote-unquote resumes? 
at this point. There's there's been a lot of conversation about that this week, whether it's ranking them or their nets should be higher or they're as good as some of those other teams that are in like the you know top 15, 20, 25, somewhere around that area. That that also doubles as the reason why they're they're not maybe that high with some of their earlier season losses or big losses. Yeah, and that, it works both ways. You know, Nebraska's beaten a lot of teams handedly, but they've also gotten whipped <laughs> in in a lot of these road games. You know, the, the Creighton game, the Minnesota game, the uh, Wisconsin game up in Madison, Iowa, uh, Maryland, um, and then Northwestern were all lopsided double-digit defeats. And so right now, this run that they're on is just kind of counteracting yep. the, the hit that those blowout losses had on their resume. So um, it all kind of balances out, but the, the more big wins you can get down the stretch, you're going to have opportunities. Um, um, the, the Rutgers game is, is one that has all the makings of another uh, potential double-figure victory. Um, we've got a Michigan team that knows what they're going to be. So the opportunity is there to stockpile a few more of those on top of the quad one opportunity at Ohio State on Thursday. So, again, that's, that's why Nebraska's in a good spot right now, and uh, their ceiling could get even higher uh, over the next couple of weeks heading into Minneapolis. Yeah, what's, what's your trust level with this group right now? Given what they've done for the last couple of weeks, they've been one of the better-looking teams in the country just coming off of that Northwestern uh, loss back three weeks ago today um, mentioned beating, you know, whatever's in their way pretty handily. Like what's your trust level going into the final three that they can be the team that they've been for the last couple weeks here? It's pretty high. Tomorrow night is by far the most fascinating one just because Ohio State, they got some momentum too. And they made their coaching change and all of a sudden they're starting to to figure things out uh, a little bit. So that's, that game is uh, going to be a, a really interesting matchup with two teams that are red hot right now. And, and with Nebraska finally getting that road victory, is that mental block of going on the road finally out of the way? Or are those same issues we've seen over the course of their first uh, seven road losses uh, going to come back to haunt them again? So um, that game aside, though, I feel really good about their chance against Rutgers um, on, a, on senior night and um, coming up here on next Sunday. And then uh, Michigan, like I said, they're they're a mess right now. So that's a game that Nebraska should win and should win relatively comfortably. So as far as like finishing out the regular season, I think two and one is very much on the table, and possibly uh, even three and zero oh to end the year. Then the whole conversation changes because you're you're officially into postseason play. You're not going to play at Pinnacle Bank Arena again, and there's going to be a lot of desperate teams uh, that are fighting for just as much as you are uh, the rest of the way. So well, the whole new bag of questions to answer after that one. But as far as these next three to close out the regular season, uh, I think Nebraska's in a really good spot, especially if they can find a way to take care of business again tomorrow night. Robin, I'm going to give you a multiple choice here. Which which player with their, um, you know, with the ceiling of their play gives Nebraska the highest See, like I'm talking about on an individual game, gives Nebraska their opportunity for like their highest ceiling. Is it, is it Juwan Gary doing what he did over the weekend, knocking down threes, and then of course doing his normal thing, being everywhere on the on the defensive side. Jamarcus Lawrence, you know, coming off the bench and and being a steadying force and also hitting the shots that he's hitting. Or is it of course 
you know the the option that that pops up and in, in and out for the last couple years now which is like a case tomanaga you know supernova shooting game like if you could if you could get one of those in a tournament type of atmosphere and game which one are you picking well there's no single greater x on your roster than case tomanaga i mean you can save that for the Big Ten, you can say that maybe for around college basketball, of guys that can single-handedly flip the entire complexion of a game over the span of four or five possessions, that's Kasich. So, like, he's kind of in his own territory when it comes to that. When, when he is on and feeling it, uh, you know, he's, he's an all-conference-level player for a reason. But as far as, like, Nebraska's overall team success, it's either going to be Bryce Williams, or rink mast for me, just because of their importance for making Nebraska's offense function outside of K-State just bombing away three-pointers. So, like, with Bryce taking over the, the lead guard role, it's been a direct uh, carryover to Nebraska's kind of flipping the switch and playing at the level they have been. Um, he's been kind of leading the show a little bit. And with rink, though, uh, you've seen how critical he is. He, He's kind of struggled with his scoring over the last few games, but just his presence out there and being that facilitator out of the high post, uh, the defensive presence, the rebounding presence that he gives. He does so many things for Nebraska, especially on the offensive end, even when he's not scoring. Um, Those two guys are pretty critical just for for making Nebraska execute at an efficient level. Offensively, so Jawan Gary obviously he does so many things for him defensively, and when he's scoring like he was the other night, uh, that's that's hard to hard to deal with. Casey, like I said, he can change any given game in any given moment. But as far as like long term success for the postseason, Bryce Williams and Rick Mass need to be close to their best for for Nebraska to really have a chance at the defense. Is it fair to characterize this group? As a team, like I'm, I'm sort of just thinking about what needs to go right for them when it when you get to tournament time, and like I, I, I would say that they need the defense to be a constant. I think Fred Hoiberg would say the same thing, like really running around, chasing people, as Ben Johnson put it, a team possessed. Um, but their offense would would take them to potentially from, you know, a, a team that could just make the tournament to a team that could maybe go on a little bit of a run? Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's, it's defense. Uh, Nebraska defends to their potential. Uh, they can beat anybody, and they've shown that. Um, but when they have lapses with their defensive effort and intensity, especially not just guarding the ball, but finishing possessions with defensive rebounds, they struggle against anybody. So, like, that is by far the number one uh, factor for Nebraska's game-to-game success is, is their level of defensive effort and intensity and crashing the defensive glass. But that also put ball security in there as well. Yep. You gotta, you got you to be intentional with the basketball. you got to value possessions. You can't get sloppy. A lot of times they fall into this kind of funk where you know, the pass is getting a little lazy. They try to catch the ball one-handed and um, just don't have that full presence uh, of mind with the ball and it results in not only turnovers, but, you know, fixed six transition opportunities that, that get the other team off and running. So that's one B for me. One A is defense. Um, again, that, that's what this team has been built on all season long. When they play 
anywhere remotely close to their potential, they're really good. Uh, and then when they take care of the basketball, uh, you know, more often than not, that offense is going to click at a fairly efficient rate. Do you think that they need at at this point the way it's trending, and uh, we don't know what's going to happen in the next you know three, and then you know you're going to get a fourth and a um, and then whatever happens beyond that. Do you think this this is all trending to be a team that like we can't know if they're going to win an NCAA tournament game, but it feels like a group that can and maybe almost should win an NCAA tournament game, like. How do you feel with that? And then, like, like, like I said, there's only so much you can know about matchups going into the tournament, but it feels like a real ripe opportunity. Yeah, well, I mean, I think a lot of it is just how different this team is made up compared to really the last twenty plus years of Nebraska basketball, where you know, like the seventeen eighteen team, you can make the case their starting five was better, but they didn't have even remotely close to the level of depth and the, the variety of players that could step up and, and take over a game on any given night, which this team does. And so, you know, they, they play elite level defense. Um, you know, they, they have shooters across the board. They can have five shooters on the floor at once. Um, you know, and, and they're a team that when momentum is on their side, they they have the ability to, to really put teams in the dirt. So that kind of is just, I'd say, the top-to-bottom makeup of this group is why I think there's a level of confidence that's different compared to previous teams, even the 13, 14 team like that. That Agreed. was almost kind of a uh, miraculous flash in the pan thing where they got hot at the right time. And you're just like, wow, how much longer is this thing going to keep going? Whereas this group, like you're almost surprised when they have those let down games, just because the overall body of work has been relatively consistent in the sense that when, when they play well, they not only win, but they usually win convincingly. So that's, you know, I, I think that's that's what separates this group is the depth, uh, the veteran makeup of this group, and the fact that you know the, their overall body of work right now is as impressive as uh, a Nebraska team has had in the better part of two decades. All right, Robin. Uh, thanks as always. Enjoy your latte. We'll talk to you later. I will. It's delicious and keeping me ready to go. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> Robin Washington, Husker Online, Latte Boy. You coffee guys are weird, let me tell you. What do you mean, you coffee guys? Are you not of coffee? I enjoy... uh, A cup of? I enjoy a morning cup of Joe. (laughs) But you know, I don't want to be one of those guys who's like, I need this for... Because I don't. Yeah, you're you're definitely not a don't talk to me till I've had my coffee guy. No, don't talk to me until I have my morning coffee. You're, we're we're not there with no. your coffee adventures. Not quite, not quite. We're trending down that path though. <laughs> oh really? But I don't actually drink coffee. I drink um, uh, I drink the uh, americano. Okay. Which I'm not in on the coffee game. Maybe coffee people would tell you that that is that is coffee. I mean, I, it is. I, I think you know, non-coffee brown. people would call it coffee. Yeah, yeah. But it's just uh, it's just espresso. It's a shot of espresso and then water, and that's it. Such an old so, man coffee order. I don't know what I am. I don't. I don't know what I am in that category. Uh, Mitch Sherman is coming up at the uh, bottom of the hour, so he'll come up here in about 15 minutes. Uh, the tweet bag is coming up at noon, so get your questions in. Please, we need them at Happer Show. 
um, on the JTech Instructions on Twitter feed. Uh, we'll come back, and there's a couple things from last night that I'd like to get to, including the Indiana-Wisconsin situation. Of course, we'll preview Creighton and Seton Hall tonight. Bo Connolly checked in with a list. We love a good <gasps> college football list. Ooh, embrace debate. Still plenty to come on the Connor Happer Show on 1620 The Zone.